0: Welcome to Girl at the Mic podcast, where inspiration and wisdom comes from the raw and imperfect places in our lives. Sometimes I'll speak directly to you and others you'll sit with me and a friend as we share our experiences and lessons. Listen to recognize yourself and draw hope for your journey. My hope is that these episodes leave you empowered to be unapologetically you in a world that has trained us all to be small. My name is Anne, and I thank you for choosing Girl at the Mic. Welcome to Girl with the Mic. I've got to come clean about this. I am realizing all of my perfectionistic uh, tendencies come out when it comes to these episodes. I have recorded this episode or this topic three times already. And as I keep listening back, I I never feel like it's ready to go. And um, typically when I'm public speaking, it's, it's usually... Um, prepping for a decent amount of time and then just giving it a go and just knowing that it was impactful for the people it was supposed to be and then never revisiting it again and I I prefer that because what I've been doing is re-listening to these episodes and going oh I don't like how that sounds so I won't publish it so um I've been on this topic for two weeks and um I'm committed to making sure this one gets published and so this is going to be my final go at this just because um it's going to be so far after the fact by the time that I let this out and um yeah I just wanted to really come clean about the process and the things that i go through as i get ready to publish something um usually i want to feel really good about it and all of that but I'm, I'm realizing how much more picky i've become and how that's really just impacting the process i'm not allowing myself to um really get good at this or not allowing a lot of good things to be heard because they aren't perfect and that's against what we want right i I know that I strive to be truly vulnerable and imperfect. Um you know, just to make sure that I've created a space where we're all just not perfect. And so what I'm doing with my episodes frustrates me as well and so just letting you know and coming clean about where I'm at with those things and um today's episode whatever comes out today that's going to be that and I'm going to be happy with it and um and it's going to reach uh, the airwaves because I I can't keep doing this. I'm going to be, you know, hoarding even more and more episodes kind of like I was before. So, I, um, obviously, I'm about 30 weeks pregnant. So, there's just a couple months left of this pregnancy. And my body's uh, adjusted really differently this pregnancy than it did my first one. So... I felt like my first one was really easy on me. I was able to keep up with a lot of my routine. I didn't really um, adjust too many things and the way that I structured my days and things like that. But of course, uh, you know, prior, you know, with my first pregnancy, my focus was me and my well being and all of that. And now, um, when you've got a toddler who also makes you tired and things like that it just uh kind of shifts the focus a little bit and um and also like i my body has definitely missed yoga you know with the pandemic i haven't been back in a studio in over a year now and i don't know if i have any sculptors listening how your bodies have adjusted to it or if you're you've found other ways to be physically active i had not and um that's been really tough so I've been feeling a lot more sore in my hips and not to dwell on this or anything but I definitely had to go see a chiropractor and uh we've realized that my left side was so so tight that I'm like a half an inch shorter on the left side just because of how um, misaligned my spine was and um That first appointment, she goes, Can you bring your shoulder up to your ear? And I realized, oh my gosh, I my shoulder doesn't go up as high as it did on the right side, on my left side. And and that was, you know, the first time I realized, oh my gosh, my left side is actually a lot worse than I thought. I'm surprised I didn't go in sooner. Um, and I'm that kind of person I kind of wait a little too long to go and see a medical professional and so this is definitely one of those cases and um, so we're talking about my treatment what I'm going to need and she says I'm going to align your spine but you're going to have to come back weekly because what happens is once your bones get aligned your muscles have already formed around this tightness area which is what I was feeling the soreness of of my muscles kind of compensating for the misalignment um they're going to shift slowly shift it back so then the following week we have to adjust again and then your muscles are going to react and then we'll adjust again and your muscles um will slowly start to move around your aligned spine um and not kind of reinforce you back into this tight lopsided um way that your body is right now And that, that made so much sense to me. I was like, okay, makes sense. It's not just the one time to be able to make those changes. It's the consistency of it that then creates this new normal for the way that my body is. And especially as I'm growing each week, um, this just makes sure that no matter how baby is growing, um, that my body doesn't overcompensate in a way that uh, makes makes walking, sitting, and doing stairs as uncomfortable as it was when I went in. And I really thought about that. And I was overthinking as I was re-listening to, uh, to previous episodes. I was like, oh, I've been really wanting to talk about boundaries. And it's because of um, one that had to have been the ultimate practice of this last year for me. And and two, we saw Naomi Osaka really exercise her boundaries and really make some tough decisions about her career um in respect to her boundaries and in care for her mental health. And um and yeah, I feel like my experience at the chiropractor was such a strong representation of that and that Um, when you set a boundary, it's scary. You know, when you say no, when you say, I don't want to do this, um, and how the other party reacts. Um, It's kind of like those muscles kind of reinforcing you or manipulating you back into that form of tension that you were in that maybe got you in that state in the beginning. Um, And then at that point... What do you do? How do you continue to reinforce your boundary to say, no, this is important to me. I'm actually sticking with this. Your response is not going to manipulate me back into reinforcing the position that was really painful for me. And in Naomi's situation, she said press conferences were really hard. And you could tell, I think um, she even communicates a little with a little less ease and I've always noticed this even earlier in her career she isn't as expressive in press conferences um even when she wins it's a little bit more muted her reaction and that's completely okay so when she advocates for herself and says I don't want to do press conferences. It has been hard on my mental health. The French Open responded by saying you might be expelled from this tournament because of this decision. Press is really important and it's a part of your job. And then she says, I th- I think we've focused a little too much on, on my decision and a lot less on my playing and on my tennis I'm just going to withdraw from this tournament. And she also withdrew from the upcoming one as well to care for her mental health. And my first thought is, I hope she's okay. I really do. Um, And and my second thought is, yes, girl, yes. Because what the French Open did was it, it tried to manipulate her into giving in, even if she said that that was a boundary for her. That's like that first uh alignment adjustment that I had with my chiropractor right that first time and then your muscles go boop 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 go back to where it was that's that's what we originally had going on um and it it begs the question have you experienced a time where you finally had the courage to uh communicate a boundary of yours and has the person who responded um, done so in a way that makes you contort back in line to that position that was giving you tension or did they respect that boundary and oftentimes the first time is really scary to do it and um, it's not really taken well and so it takes that multiple adjustments to say I'm going to communicate to you my commitment to myself, my commitment to my health, my commitment to making sure I'm prioritizing my needs. Um, that weekly adjustment, that adjustment, that boundary of, oh, remember I said, this is this is the decision we make for me. Sorry I'm not available at this time. And um, consistently honoring that for yourself, Um improves your situation, cares for you in ways that maybe you hadn't thought to do that before. Um, but creates a new sense of alignment, a new sense of wellness um that that takes your full commitment and consistency to be able to do. And we're seeing that in Naomi and um I hope that you know in your experiences that you realize you know you did that one act of courage by communicating a boundary how you respond and how you stick up for it is really important whether or not it helps you it benefits you or um, it reinforces that commitment you have to yourself and your wellness so like I said my whole year has been about boundaries and there were a couple of layers I was combating. Um, I told you I started therapy telling my therapist I just don't want to be an empath anymore. It was too much for me and I just didn't like the way that I was existing in my world and really what that came from was um, my Enneagram too. I don't know if I have a lot of other twos listening to me, but as a two, you want to be needed. You want to be there for everyone. You often give out more than you can produce in terms of energy. Um, you get energy for doing onto others, and you almost like overdo it to an extent that there's nothing left. Um, that's kind of the point that I was at. Um, but I'm also an An oldest child, and I think the expectation sometimes with oldest children is that you're the most unproblematic, the one who can take care of their own needs and um and really just the one to suck it up, you know, so I've had that going into play, and then I was in charge of my team. I was the leader, and for me, it was making sure everyone else was well, and prioritizing that was my role as a leader and and I really um took a couple sucker punches at work uh one to protect my team and then two to convert and not perpetuate what i was experiencing from my leadership and so i think trying to be that soft that soft landing onto my team where i wasn't receiving that um from above me that impacted me a lot as well and really um lastly it was it was just Me not having boundaries over my empathy that I would walk into a room, (laughs) accidentally channel everyone's emotions and problems and hurts, and then, you know, feel so heavily weighted by that. And it was really clear that the way that I was existing, it was hard for me. It made me difficult to interact with, and um, it, it impacted all the facets of my life, and so... Um, both my therapist and uh, other resources I was looking to for help were very clear that I, I really needed to create some more separation, some more, um, you know, guardrails around who I'm channeling at what time, uh, why am I channeling it. Uh, you know, I do it at work, but... Um, how do I not take that into the other areas of my life if I'm not supposed to? Or how who am I channeling without getting their permission, you know? All of these things. Um, it really took some focus to go, okay, always be aware of the level of energy that you have. Um, you know, not continuing with the podcast in my lowest low was a boundary that I had to draw. I was too dry to give um, and I think one thing I'm learning is, oh, while well, I'm navigating some of my changes or, or the difficult things in my life, that's not my time to share. It's not my time to, to, to talk about it. Um, I do better to do that after the fact, after I've overthought about it, after I've experienced it and digested it and all of that, that's when it gets to come out. And so I'm really learning those things about myself and, um, you know, the word that I set for this year was honor me and what I really needed and what honor me was stemming from was just the fact that I would, in a situation where I could choose to serve you or to serve me, I would choose you. And, um, and that was detrimental to you and to me, you know, to have my unwell version be serving you. And, and honoring me as my word of the year was reflipping that equation to make sure that I was always uh prioritized and filled so that when I did say yes to any of you, it was a healthy yes, it was a good yes, it was a yes that um you know had no ties to it because I have excess um of of wellness, of of good, you know, and um, in my work situation, i uh, really felt that as well I advocated for myself as much as I could leading up to my exit and um you know I was telling my boss i i told her i was i was not a great fit for this role and i I reassured her I was like this I'm not saying this out of lack of confidence or imposter syndrome I'm telling you straight up because I know myself this is probably not a great fit um although I was pursuing excellence in everything as well so like but that's just the the way that I am essentially um those those little cries for help those those ways that I've tried to advocate for myself we're a little bit more unheard you know because I usually don't have a hair out of place and I usually don't um show my cards when I'm struggling and that's something of my upbringing uh so when I tell someone I'm not okay or when I tell someone this isn't right um what they're seeing doesn't match what I'm saying and so it's hard to to really hear that and I understand that um but yeah, really my exit was, was similar. I, you know, I, I feel like the organization was like fall in line. If you want to represent this school, we, we don't speak in this way. And, and I was like, well, I don't want to represent this school. What the heck? Um, if that's the problem, then we'll not just be affiliated. And, you know, down the road, I'll probably go into detail about it, but um, I think that was just my last straw of like, okay, you want this for me and this for me and this for me, you're not going to give me this, this or this that I've been asking for. Let's be done. Um, and ultimately I think that's, I've already said this, I, I needed to do this a long time ago. And so just the fact that I've done it, the fact that I'm weeks from it, I feel so much better and you could probably see that as well. And so, One thing I want you to think about coming off of this episode is, is there an area of your life that you need to respect a couple or set some boundaries in? Um, Are there ways that you've prioritized um, others when it really should be you? And I know um, sometimes for a two, for someone... um, who goes to church or for someone who, who, um, was taught that prioritizing or choosing yourself as opposed to the other person is selfish. This is hard. I, I want to acknowledge that because I, I've experienced that so much where, um, choosing someone else at your own expense is almost like the badge of honor or, or the thing that's accepted that is expected and is all of those things. Um, but anyone who's flown knows you got to get your mask on first. Anyone who's done any sort of ministry or anything like that knows you take care of your faith first so that there's something to give. Um, and sometimes you have to, you know, see the ends of your rope to be able to come down to that. But is there an area where you've got to be a little bit more selfish for you? And if there's like a targeted space or somewhere that you feel like, oh my, I wish my life was a little bit better here or this hurts or, um, this is where I'm really burnt out or where I'm really dry, focus there first and see what boundaries you can create, whether that is carving more time for yourself, carving more time for the things that you enjoy, um, advocating for your needs so the people around you either your family or your friends or um your work relationships need to have a little bit more contribution from you or or more space you know really start to think about that and as you start to lay boundaries remember it's going to take that repetition for the people around you so they're not acting like those muscles that kind of reinforce oh oh my gosh This is how she would normally react. And so I'm going to react this way so that she goes back to reacting the way I'm used to. Um, Anytime you make a change, just notice your world creates some resistance around that. But don't let that manipulate you back into where your square one is. And I think anyone who's created any change in their life has understood this to an extent where... uh, The second I finally stood up for myself, everything went haywire but then the second or third time or fourth time I did um, it wasn't as catastrophic and that is how you start to shift all of those areas in your life and so really that change happens within first and then when it creates actions outward the world the people around you might need a minute to be able to adjust accordingly, but it's going to take your dedication, your consistent weekly adjustments to be able to create new alignment and new changes and new consistency in whatever you want things to be different in your life. So, um, that's what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful and encouraging. And if there's any further conversations that you and I can have about this, I would love that. So feel free to engage with me as always. Um, I've got a lot more in store and I'm excited to continue this process. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you've got a lot of podcasts to choose from. So it's my pleasure to spend this time with you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl with the Mic. I know there are so many podcasts that you could be listening to right now. So it's such an honor that you chose to hear me out. Now, if you're really enjoying any of these episodes, or if you have a favorite, or if there's a particular quote, please continue to interact with me on Instagram. I've really enjoyed your feedback on specific episodes and specific messages. Um, And in addition, if you can, and you're feeling moved to do so, head over to Apple Podcasts and offer me a rating. Let me know what you think. Write me a review. No pressure there, but if you're feeling like, ah, how else can I support Anne? Those are a couple of ways I can think of. Thanks so much for tuning in, and again, thank you so much for your support.